What's going on people and welcome to another episode of Thoughts from the Toilet and as always this episode is brought to you by Home Cooking Delivered and that is a home cooking delivery service in and around the Southampton area delivering freshly prepared food to your door. So if that sounds like something you or someone you know might be interested in then check out their Facebook by searching Home Cooking Delivered or go to their website www.homecookingdelivered.net uh, and if I can, I'll drop some links and stuff um, across all the platforms so it's a bit easier to access and have a look at. What is going on guys? Welcome to another episode of Thoughts from the Toilet. And today is a special episode really. I'm going to call it a spiritual special. Um, because if you listen to episode 11, you would know I went to see or you know, I got forced into seeing a uh, psychic medium. Uh, whilst I was on my weekend away with the in-laws and I wasn't overly convinced by her Um, so I booked in to go and see another one uh, more local to Southampton she lives in the local area and I know people that have been to her already and I heard good reviews she's got amazing reviews online her and her husband do it together and I went and saw them today and I was absolutely astonished, to be honest. I went there, I went there a bit um, bit sceptical, a bit open-minded. Uh, I booked in under... Well, I didn't book in using my full name. Because I'm aware that sometimes these people can get your full name and they can build like a, a portfolio of you just for your social medias. So I booked in just using the name Rick. You know, I didn't tell any lies or anything like that. I just booked in under Rick. In fact, to tell a lie, Hannah booked in for me. I was too nervous to ring up. But so Hannah booked me in under just Rick. Um, so I couldn't give too much away. They couldn't search my social medias and have a look and see what's going on with me. Um, and I sat there and she told me some stuff that only I would know or. Not necessarily that, but she told me some things that she couldn't possibly make up um, or find out. And the stuff was all very true. And, you know, man, it just ended up with me um, a little bit of a blubbering mess there, I suppose. And her husband passing me a box of tissues because, you know, it's a bit strange. It's a bit um, strange. Yeah, strange. It is very strange when, you know, I suppose you, I went there with uh, a totally open mind. You know, the real reason for me going there was to prove to myself, you know, whether it's a real thing. Being able to talk to people that we we assume have passed on. Uh, I didn't have any anybody necessarily in mind that I wish to talk, I wish to speak to or hear from. I just literally went there with um, an open mind, just trying to prove to myself. Because, you know, sometimes it is a load of bollocks. Uh, they will just make shit up. And like I said in the previous podcast, you know, it's not hard to um, to say something or look at a card and make up what that, that image represents and then it's not hard for you to pin that to an event in your life um but this one this one was definitely different she went on a lot about my granddad who i lost just before christmas last year and we just celebrated his his birthday last week 
Uh, obviously not with him, but you know, we we I went around to my family's home and you know we had we had some coffee and stuff like that. So I wanted to really get in on his birthday uh, to try and sort of solidify him, my granddad coming through to me. Um, but they were fully booked. So the only time I can get in there was today. And, you know, I got in there and I heard, I don't know if you, if I could say, you know, I heard from him. I don't know if that's the right, the right thing to say. But he was passing messages um, through this lady, you know, sort of like a low budget, um, like a message runner. You know, but he was passing messages between between her and me, which is cool. And like I say, you know, it sounds a bit far-fetched, but she was telling me things that she couldn't possibly make up and things which were true and only me, my family or, you know, my granddad would know about. So, you know, I won't I won't go into what that is because that's personal to me and I believe that, you know, that should be kept personal. But it shocked me so much that I... You know, it brought a little tear to my eye. I was choked up a little bit and I was, my eyes were just leaking, you know, that, uh, that salty H2O. I was sat there in a stranger, in a, in a fucking stranger's house, bruh, and I was just crying in their front room. You know, it's um, a really odd scenario to find myself. I didn't have to pay them money afterwards. So I just paid a stranger money to make me cry, which sounds like, um, you know, a sort of um, strange sex fetish. But it's not, it's a real thing, you know, because some people will pay um, for sex and all they, do, they, all they do is go there and they kick you in the nuts or they put you in pain and stuff like that and people pay for that. And that's sort of what it felt like to me, I suppose. You know, I paid, I paid the money and I was just sat in there in their house crying. But that's part of it, you know, man. I'm I'm glad that I cried, really, because crying's okay. You know, there's a, such a big stigma around men and crying and this, that, and the other. You know, I feel like if you need to cry, you've got to cry. Uh, but my granddad did say he was proud of me, which is which I'm glad about, uh, because when my family was falling apart after he died, I held it together, and was I was I hope I was strong for everyone. You know, I don't want my biggest fear is people leaving my life and then being you know sort of disappointed in me because that's not what we're we're here to do you know we're here to make everyone happy we're here to make um our loved ones and our family happy and and proud of us and to hear to hear her saying that to me that he was proud of me you know whether it was my granddad or not still made me happy and I think maybe sometimes the the tears I was crying were um maybe happy tears so, yeah, it's, it's, emo- it's really emotional, actually. Even the lady cried. You know, at the end of it, she gave me a big cuddle. I, went, I, I, I stuck the hand out for a handshake, but she, um, she wanted more than that. She wanted to touch bodies. She pulled me in for a cuddle. I just find it such a strange, you know, a strange gift to have, I suppose, where you you can talk to what we perceive as the people that have passed passed on. Because, you know, it's comforting, I suppose, to know that 
that when we die, because we're all going to die, you know, eventually. It's, but it's comforting to know that when we when we do eventually die, when it is our turn to die, that there is still a way of being able to talk to our loved ones or more so the fact that it's not just, you know, you, you die and that's it. You know, you still have, um, so you still have feelings. You still have, you can still think. Because imagine not being able to think ever again. You know, I know a lot of us get um, get fed up with thinking because we think for work and stuff like that. And thinking can hurt our heads. But, you know, I suppose when you die, you, you it's not until you die, you, I suppose you take thinking for granted. So it's nice to know that you can still still have thoughts on the other side, wherever the other side may be. Yeah. So that was really interesting. And I'd definitely highly recommend it. You know, if, um, if anyone's got any, any doubts or you're not quite sure whether you want to do it or not, then, you know, I'd say just go and do it. Cause you, you know, you can get told anything you want, but you don't have to believe it. You know, I suppose I'm only making myself believe it because I find comfort in what I've been told. But if you don't like what you're hearing, then you, you don't have to believe it. You know, you can just, you can leave that place and you can say it's still bollocks. You know, you still don't believe it. But this lady went in, in depth, you know, she was saying how, you know, she asked, she said, she said that I met, I was there when my granddad passed away, which I was. And then she said, but somebody wasn't there, were they? And that was my sister. My sister um, has got children, so she has to she had to stay at her house, and you know, be a mum whilst whilst we were we were doing that. So, you know, and my granddad told me to tell my sister that it's um, it did it's okay. It doesn't matter that she wasn't there because I know it upset her that she wasn't there, but she has an important job to do with parenting. So my granddad told me to tell her that it was okay which is nice and comforting. So if yeah, I I totally urge anyone if they're on the fence about it or wanting to do it then you know man just go and do it. And like I say you don't have to believe anything you don't want to believe. It's only you that will make yourself believe it. You know this lady's given is given me stuff to make my head make me believe, you know. She's not forcing forcing me to believe it. Um. So I to- yeah, I totally now I'm a. I think I'm more of a believer now. I'm definitely more of a believer than what I was this morning or from that last one that I went to. But still, something about it is, you know, the whole idea of it is a bit. Um. It's just still a bit. I feel like it's still a bit far fetched. You know, even now that I've seen it. Or experienced it firsthand. I just still feel it's a little bit far fetched. You know, she just sat there and uh, talking to dead people. And how? I mean, how do you? Is it something you learn to do? Is that something we can all have the ability to do, or can we all learn to do it? Or is that something you know she's born with, um, and is just perfected over time? Because I, what I don't understand is if it's an ability, if it's if it's something we're all able to do, why why aren't we all doing it? Why aren't we all talking to our the ones that we missed, our loved ones that have passed on? Because you know, some people die, some people pass away too young. And I'm not sure when you love someone, 
there isn't ever a right age for them to die because you know you can always say they die too young but you know some people do die a lot younger than others so it would be nice for people to to talk to them again and just imagine if we didn't die you know just imagine if we all just live forever I know it'd never work because we'd be be massively overpopulated, you know, and there'd be nowhere for anyone to live, no one for anyone to work. But imagine if we just didn't die. But I, I used to think to myself, obviously, you no, know, everyone says I don't want to die, but imagine having the ability to not die, but seeing everyone you love around you still dying, you know, all your family, all your friends, all your relationships you build throughout the years. Then people still die. Excuse me. But you do not. That just means you have to see them all die. Which is not a good thing. I think I'd rather die than have any of that go on. So. And you know since since my granddad died. And um, you know I was there and he took his last breath. You know I'm not scared of death anymore. It was a, um, it was a peaceful, peaceful death at home in his in his bed or at my mum's house in a, in a, his bed at my mum's house where he loved to be and you know there's not much more you can really want you can really want than that so this is my my spiritual special because I just feel I don't know I just feel a little bit enlightened now and you know I still feel a little bit sad and a little bit emotional and stuff I wasn't really, I wasn't going to do a podcast. I was just going to leave it. But I think it's important to capture this moment and capture the way I'm feeling um, and share it with with you guys as well. Because it's it's okay to feel to feel emotional and upset. You know, there's nothing. There's no. Uh, there's nothing about being upset or emotional that is is a bad thing, you know. And I feel like if we can if we can capture these moments and we can share these moments with people, then maybe the emotion and the pain won't hurt as much. So I was also talking to my next door neighbour this morning, and I feel really guilty now because I think it was around episode five called Nosy Neighbours. I spoke about my neighbour and how he put his head over the fence and was talking to us over the fence but you know the fence is a divide and you shouldn't break that divide you know uh, but it turns out he has just found out he's got um, he's got cancer so that made me feel a little bit bad so I suppose today is a, a good day for for me for sort of reflection and you know, just making, it opens my eyes, really, that sort of stuff, you know, I shouldn't really be moaning, moaning that he's put his head over the fence, you know, because one day he might not be able to put his head over the fence, and then that'll make me feel bad, so I hope he, he recovers very soon, because he's just retired as well, he retired for like the 31st of August, and then the 10th of September, he was, you know, he got found to be ill, and that's a shame, because he's a nice man, so I feel it makes me feel bad about myself for saying that um, he's a nosy neighbour. <clears throat> so yeah, I hope he he recovers real real quick because you know it's not 
you know, his life's just starting really. He's retired from work now. He's meant to be enjoying, his kids have all grown up. He's meant to be enjoying life. And now he's got this big grey cloud hanging over his head. So, you know, maybe it's time now to, for me to not be nice to him because I haven't been horrible to him, but for me to make an effort, you know, if he needs something from the, from the shop, I go and get it. Just sort of be that, that community pillar, I suppose. But I didn't, you know, I maybe could have done with his help when I was retiling my kitchen this week. But I'm too stubborn really to ask for help in that sense. Um, yeah, tiling the kitchen was um, a real pain, actually. Because, you know, in some lights, the tile, the new tiles look good. And in other lights, and different shadows are cast and they just look uh, like old cobblestones. So it's difficult. But the most... The most difficult thing about revamping my kitchen this week actually was putting up a blind. And I never thought possible how much stress can come from. I know, you know, don't get me wrong. I know start doing things around the house is stressful. DIY is stressful. But I never thought for one second something as simple as putting up a blind could be so stressful. I broke a new tile. You know, I was leaning on a tile and it cracked. Which uh, which upset me, and that made me start thinking. You know, all all we ever do is try to perfect things or make things better for for ourselves, but there's always something that's going to go wrong. So you shouldn't really stress yourself out or beat yourself up too much because if things are going to go wrong they're going to go wrong anyway and if you beat yourself up and stress yourself out and they go wrong then you're just making your stress and your emotion worse a lot of things are out of our hands so sometimes you just have to understand that I suppose and, and get on with it and just you know, just know that there's nothing you can do about anything that's going to happen. And I'm not just talking about, um, you know, breaking tiles, breaking new kitchen tiles. No, I'm talking about life in general. Whatever is written in the stars for us is going to happen, I believe. So you can't look too far into the future because it will, it will be here before you know it. And whatever that future holds for you and for us, then no, not a lot you can do to influence it. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen and what, what is going to be will be. That is just the way, you know, the way it goes. Sometimes that's not so good. But other times, you know, when you get decisions that are, are taken away from you and decisions are made for you, then it sometimes works out better. But sometimes it doesn't. So yeah, feeling really down now. Actually, I'm feeling a bit. I don't know whether it comes across. I don't want it to come across really in in the in the episode. But you know, it's quite quite an emotional day now. It was. I suppose I was nervous before I went to to see. So they're they're called um, heart sent messages, and they're on Spring Road in Southampton. And they're definitely, if that's what you. If you're looking to do that sort of thing or if you're looking to have a reading done or just talk to somebody you might be missing or convince yourself 
that there is um, ways to talk to people afterwards. Then, and you know, it's um, they're they're very good, very good people to go and see. Their names are um, Anne and Colin. And they're, yeah, they're they're called heart sent messages. And you know, I was when I woke up this morning, I was I was okay, I was happy, just a regular day really. Took Hannah to work, took the dog for a walk, done the food shopping, didn't think too much about what was coming. I was a little bit nervous near the time, just because, you know, it's the fear of the unknown, I suppose, and what's gonna be said and I know they, they they're not allowed to tell you if anything is gonna go wrong. You know, like say if you're if if I was gonna leave their house and you know, get hit by a bus and die. They can't tell me that. But I suppose it's still still a fear of what they're going to say. Because, you know, I think the biggest fear is once once somebody that you've lost has come through to talk to you and they've said things and passed messages and there's not a lot, you can't undo it. You know, and I suppose that's quite a, quite a scary scary thought for some people because... You know, some people don't deal with stuff very well because we're all individuals and that's what makes us all different. But, yeah, I suppose it is just not not knowing what's going to be said. Or it could be a fear of, you know, going there and nothing's being said. You know, and you might want to believe that there is something out there and there is life after we pass on from here. But if you go there and you get nothing, then, you know, I suppose it's a scary thought to know that there might not be anything else anyway. So sometimes things are better left just unknown. You know, but I called my mum, or my mum called me rather, after I've been in there. Because my mum is still really struggling and coming to terms with the loss of my granddad. And she didn't want to know too much because, you know, she said she's not ready yet. But I just told her a few things that I suppose would make her happy because she's gone on holiday now. So I don't want her to be upset or um, sad at, at any of them thoughts. So I just told her some stuff that I hope would make her happy and not think about it too much and put her mind at ease and, and just, you know, she can enjoy enjoy her week away with my dad. But she's not ready. She said, you know, she would like to go and have one of these readings done, but she's not ready just yet which is which is fine you know you can't you have to be you have to want to do it in yourself I, I suppose you have to want to do it to believe it I suppose that's a, that's a big part of it so but like I keep I keep saying I keep I keep reiterating the fact that I feel like if you are on the fence or if you want to do it but you aren't quite sure then I feel like you just need to go and do it you know you might surprise yourself and all they keep saying when you're sat there, you're sat there and you're, um, you know, they're trying to get people to come in to this this world. All they keep saying to me is, you know, em- empty your heart of um, of any negativity or sadness and fill your heart with love. Which is lo- is nice. You know, it's a lovely thing to say. It makes you feel happy. It made, it made me feel um, a little bit warm inside at the thought of, having nothing but love and happiness in my heart but then you know when you leave there and sometimes you're you know people are upset you know I didn't I didn't leave there upset I was upset whilst I was in there but I left there happy you know I left there happy knowing that 
um, I, I spoke to who I, what I believe is my granddad. And even if I, even if it was all not true, but, you know, and she was making it up, then at least I feel, I feel good about it. You know, she's made me feel okay. And she's made me feel at ease about where my granddad is and, you know, that he's happy. But like I said, man, there's no way she could have made made up what she the things she was saying, you know, or there's no way she could have found it out because, like I said, I booked in with I only didn't give my full name, so she couldn't research me. And there's no way she could have made it up because the things were personal to me and my granddad. So, but they also said some alarming stuff, you know, about like me myself and Hannah you know not not alarming in the sense that you know we're we're going to um be breaking up and be unhappy for the rest of our lives no quite the opposite they said we're very well matched and we're going to have a long happy life but they did say that um she was the lady was saying that Hannah and myself are a couple where we like to plan things so this will happen and then we can do this then we can do this then we can do this sort of thing we like to plan things and she was saying, don't be shocked if there's a slip up along the way. And she was, she was getting at pregnancy. She was getting at having a baby uh, unplanned. Because Hannah and I have always said, you know, we'd like to get to, get, buy a house, do the mortgage thing, which we've done. No, sorry, travelling, go travelling, which we've done. Buy a house, which we've done. Get married, which we're doing. And then once we're married and we've had, you know, maybe a year or two, as a married couple and enjoyed each other as a married couple and just enjoyed being together, then we'll have look to have children. Um, but the lady suggested that that was not the case. And um, it's likely that children will be with us before beforehand. And she said two boys. Now that could be absolute um, horseshit. Don't know. But, the rest of what she was saying was ringing fairly true. So it is quite a worry that she would say that. Well, not a worry as such, but you know, because I'd be happy now, but I suppose it's just, um, when we get a plan in our head, we like that. We like that. We we like to think that's the way it's going to go. Um, and anything else, if it doesn't go that way, we feel like it's failed or the plans failed or we've been a little bit put out. But she also said that we were going to, you know, chances are we're going to end up living in Canada. I don't want to live in Canada, bruh. It's too cold to live in Canada. If I'm going to be moving anywhere, I'm going to be moving where there's, you know, 90% sun all year round. Somewhere like LA or at least California. I don't really want to go to, to Canada, bruh. See how cold it is? Hmm. And, you know... Canadians sometimes talk funny and that's not I don't mean any offence to anybody who may be from Canada but you know they sometimes um, you know depending on where they're from in Canada rather than say about if they're talking about someone they will say about or rather than say house they will say my house and I don't know whether that dates back to the French being in Canada and, you know, like the accent being filtered out over the years. But I don't want to be, I don't want to pick up that accent and say a boot or hoose. 
Let me talk to you about my hoose. You know, that's not for me. Because I grew up in a household where it would say, you know, people would say, let me talk to you about my house. My ass. And, you know, that can sometimes be confused with my ass. Let's talk about my ass. And, you know, depending on who you're talking to, that conversation can go one or two ways. Because you could mean you're talking about your house and your interior decor, uh, but they're thinking you're going to be talking about maybe uh, a hemorrhoid or a pile that you've got there. So, you know, that could be, that could fix up for quite an awkward conversation, really. So you have to be careful um, with your pronunciations. And, you know, that's why I wouldn't want to live anywhere that has too much of a different accent because you, some of the conversations could be horrendously awkward. So I suppose you have to be careful where you pick to live. Unless, you know, you like awkward conversations, then maybe move to Canada or France or somewhere like that. You know, where their language is... Obviously, France, French is a different language anyway in in total. But Canadians, they speak English with a little bit of a French accent. And apparently, apparently, if you say French fries over there, they get pissed off. They like because they're trying to get rid of the French. You know, they want to be independent. They want to be Canadians and not French. So you say French fries over there. Apparently, they get pissed off. So that's my words of advice to you. If you um, if you ever go to Canada and you order, well, you want to order some fries, you best just say fries. Because if you say French fries, you could be served up a sneezer. You could have some fries with a topping of um, guacasnotly. Yeah. So I don't know if there's much more I really want to talk about today. You know, I've done, I've done 30 minutes. 30 minutes basically talking about me being upset. Um, but thanks for listening anyway. You know, I'm glad I can share my my emotion and how I feel with you all. It's nice to know people are listening for your problems. Not so much a problem. It's not a problem. It's not my problems. But it's nice to know people are listening to how I feel. So thanks for the journey. Thanks for being on the journey with me. And like I say, you know, if you... If you have any doubts or you have any scepticisms around what is in the next life, then I, I recommend you do it. Just go and find out for yourself, you know. You might not have a good experience of what I did. But if you're in the Southampton area, that's Anne and Colin from Heart Sent Messages. And they're on Spring Road in Southampton. So they're well worth looking up. So... Yes, yeah, Monday, so I hope you all have a really good week. You know, the week ahead is a good one. And I hope, you know, you share good karma because good karma, if you give out good karma, you get it back. You know, that's the thing with that karma. She'll, she'll repay you somehow. Every little random act of kindness you do is just, it's just pennies into that karma bank, boy. So make sure we keep being kind to people. Anyway, have a good week, guys, and never play Leapfrog with a unicorn. See ya.